episode of the Ever Black Podcast is brought to you by Death Wish Hot Rods and Customs. Check out their Instagram for all their new t-shirts, caps, beanies, cups, and the all-new Atomic Death lineup. Well, uh, Monica, thanks for joining us on the show. I just realized my nose highlight is like very, like, very, yeah. it's very, um, what's that reindeer called again? We're just going to go with it. <laughs> <laughs> I feel very Rudolph right now. I just like got yeah. ready in a hurry because I got rehearsals after this. But um, oh, have you? You're just like, bam, 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 bam. Getting in there. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, <laughs> I'm so happy to be back. How are you? Good, mate. Yeah, really, really good. And of course, uh, The Last Martyr, you guys, well, you one of The Last Martyr. <laughs> the Last sense. Martyr represent. Yeah, that, yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Um, just <laughs> <laughs> you do single sugar and it's uh, really heavy, man. I love the aggressive as fuck uh, direction of it. It's awesome. Thank you. I kind of went into this one wanting to do a song that was like 50% screaming. Mm. Um, So that was kind of fun. Although when it came to doing it live, I was like, shit, did I overcommit? But it's been good. It's been really well received. So I'm happy with it. (laughs) So, And you sound really good. Like the screaming really, really, you know, like uh, obviously you've done bits and pieces over over time, but like that, that March, how, how have you been fine with jamming that live? Like, have you had to, you know, uh, readjust the old vocals a little bit? Yeah. So, I mean, in terms of, like, comparing it to how long I've been singing for, I haven't been screaming for all that long. It's really only been since I joined The Last Martyr. And it took me a while to kind of find my voice, I suppose, and the type of scream that suits me. I started off doing Fry because that was kind of just, like, the teacher that I had at the time, that's what they yep. taught me. And uh, Fry, I, I really love the sound of Fry, except my singing, like, especially live is really loud. Like I belt most of the time live. And I mean, I've always like fronted like rock and metal bands. So I've kind of, yeah, just like developed this like extremely loud voice. And so it was really difficult for me to not only like change the vocal positioning going from like belting to fry, which requires like much more finesse, but it was, yeah, it just like didn't really sit right. And so um, I've changed the way that I scream now. And now that I'm doing like this more false chord technique, it feels so much more in alignment with the other stuff that I'm doing. Yeah. And yeah, it's so much more fun. It's, it's a lot more powerful. And um, yeah, I'm like, every time we record a new song, I get to experiment more, which is always fun. It's it's like switching gears, hey. You know, you gotta yes. get used to that. Yeah. See, I'm I'm kind of the other way around. Oh yeah. Sense. You start with screaming and then go back to singing. Yeah, which is my, you know, I I just do the death metal thing. I've done it for 20, 20 years. So when I've tried to do the other, it feels feels foreign to me, if you know what I mean. It's weird changing that that like I can't, you know, there's someone out there that can probably explain it properly some teacher yeah. oh this is exactly what he's doing wrong but um yeah no i know i know it's a struggle <laughs> yeah i mean and you have to i don't know about you but like it has to be it's like screaming especially is like this full body thing mm. and 
Um, I don't know what you do for like your warm ups or whatnot, but when I'm backstage and I'm like, I warm up my voice how I always do. But then I try and like do a few screams backstage as well. But if I'm not like, if I'm feeling like a little bit shy or a little bit self conscious or I'm not like projecting as much, like I, like I can't get the right, um, like I can't get the right power behind it, like in my breath and in my body yeah, to yeah. actually do it properly. And I need sometimes that adrenaline of like being on stage to actually do it properly. I don't know if you've ever experienced that. 100%, 100%. See, I've just gotten to the point now where it's like, I just, it's usually I'll be in the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Be like people are walking in and out and I'll be like, you know, doing the, <laughs> doing the siren and then you're doing your, you know, yeah. and, then you, and then you, and then people will like just look at you and they go, "Oh yeah, cool." They're like, are like, you okay? Like he's really having yeah. a hard time in there. Yeah. yeah, it's like, well, don't call security. I'll be up there in a minute. So just, you know, you get. It's it. like hard being a vocalist. You just have to find like the quietest, or not even the quietest. You just have to find like a corner that you can kind of just claim. And it was funny, like when we we're um in the Goldie like last week we were sharing um, that like green room, which I'm sure you've seen like side of stage with all the bands. There was four bands on the bill and all our gear. And it was like kind of good though, because everyone was digital. So I've never seen like so many like racks in my life, like in one (laughs) spot. Um, And everyone was in there because like we're playing with mostly prog bands. And so everyone was like warming up, like doing all the warm ups and steaming their throat and all the things that you're supposed to do. But like a lot of the time you forget about it. And um, I, I literally just like squeezed myself between like an amp and like our rack and the guitars. And the, I had this like 30 centimeter, uh, like little patch of space. And I was like sitting there with a YouTube video, just doing my vocal warm-ups, and everyone's just like walking around me. And I was just like, this is hilarious. Like there's so many people in here, but you got to do what you got to do, whether that's like screaming in a bathroom or, yep. you know, not be self-conscious doing your weird vocal warm-ups. It's fine. It's the hardest. I know. Here's to us, right? Normally, yeah. you know what we need? We need somewhere in like even the diviest of dives, just a little room, like a little booth where vocalists can go and warm up. Yeah, right? just yeah. like petition. Yeah, yeah. It needs to be a, a standard, a standard thing, right? That's right. <laughs> you right. like a, what if we had like a cube? that we could put over our head like a Martian and then it's just soundproofed. And then, yeah. And then we could have just like this soundproof box that we just wear on our heads. That's a really good idea. I know you can buy them for recording, but I don't, I don't know about, because they're very expensive. That's really, you know what? That's a really good idea. I'm going to get back to you about that. You could like flat pack it and just like put it in your suitcase, like travel it, travel light, just like put it in your, I don't know if you have a little like silver case or something. Just, yeah. You know what? I think you're onto something. <laughs> Wait, no, we need to get this. DM. <laughs> With the province. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. As if we don't look ridiculous enough, but uh, that's fine. I know. It's just the way we do it. But um, <laughs> it's, you know what? It's, it's really cool to see how you guys have, you know, uh, evolved and, and continue to evolve. You know, over the last year, a couple of years, especially, especially since Purgatory was such a, you know, massive, massive success. Like, it's such a great EP. Uh, Thank you. And, and, you know, going in this aggressive direction now, is that what we can expect from more of you? Like, sorry, I'm struggling to put a sentence together after this week. Let me start that one again. Uh, <laughs> 
is it is that what we could expect from the last martyr like you know going forward um i think the one thing that we really like is we like trying things that we haven't tried before um i mean going into sugar i knew that well, we were in the studio to record two songs so we typically do like two at a time sort of thing and I knew that for myself, like I really wanted to do something that was heavier, but also um, we've also simplified a lot. So listening to like Sugar and the guitar work and, and whatnot in there, it's like I think it sounds bigger because the guitar work is simpler. Mm. Um, and the one thing that I'll always do though, is I do love like the balance of like the heaviness and, and the melody. That's just the music that I like. So I think we're always going to have that in the songs, but I don't know about direction. I feel like every time we go into the studio, we just, I don't know. It's really the goal is like, how weird can we be? <laughs> What's the new thing that we can try them? Yeah. That we can like get out of our comfort zone. Do you think that's like what, what you guys are sort of listening to and, and you know, individually and then bringing it together? And just find yeah. new band. Yeah, a lot of it. I mean, Ricky and Ben are usually the the core songwriters, and um, everything kind of comes from the their nucleus. And so they'll bring demos to the table, and then we'll workshop them in the studio with our producer, who has like access to like way bigger like a library of like sounds that we 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 don't have. Um, and also is like really good in songwriting ideas and stuff. So we'll kind of like workshop it. Um, like I remember with hindsight, like it was, that was the first song that Ricky kind of like came in and he had, it was the first song that he had really contributed to the band since joining. And the bridge of the song was actually originally meant to be the chorus. Um, and then we just ended up like moving that to the bridge and then just rewriting a whole new, like then we had to rewrite a whole new chorus. So it's like, we never know the direction that it's going to take, but I think for, yeah, Ricky and Ben, it definitely, it definitely um, goes to like their influences first and what they're listening to um, more than anything. But yeah, I don't know. It's weird influences. They like creep in there and people are like, Oh, that sounds like poppy or that sounds like corn. And you're like, Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah it's, yeah. it's good to have that big mixed bag of, of different stuff. You know, yeah. interesting. And that's what there was stuff in Sugar that I, I I heard that I was like, oh, that reminds me of like this video game, or it reminds me of this. There was so much going on, like little bits and pieces, and I, I'm still trying to work it out, but it's really, really cool. It's good though. I I like um like I want people to listen to it and kind of notice something different every time yeah. they listen to one of our songs. So I love hearing that, like that you notice those those sorts of things. Yeah, yeah, I'm still trying to work it out. Like there was, there's a sound in there that I, I I'll have to get back to you about it because it's yeah, it's, yeah. Let us know. It's been, <laughs> been bugging me. I'm like, oh, this sound reminds me of this in this video game, and I can't quite pick it. And Is I it like a high pitched like? Ah, kind of. Yeah. I'll get back to you about that one. I'll figure it out one day, and I'll be like, yeah, yeah. You'll like. Jump up right at like 4 a.m. one morning, you'd be like, the last murder. <laughs> That's when it'll get me. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> but uh, of, of course, lyrically, the song uh, for me personally and many other people, um, it, it's very relatable in, in themes of mental health and, and dealing with anxiety and depression through uh, SSRIs. If that's how you say it, I'm, I'm used to just saying medication, obviously, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever you want to call it. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I understand 
going through that must have been quite difficult, you know, being someone that's gone through that themselves and then putting that through your art. Like how, how was it tackling that for you? Yeah, I mean, extremely vulnerable. I think like there's still a stigma around mental health and it's interesting because like whenever my friends come to me with like their mental health struggles or whatnot, of course I'm supportive, but when it's yourself, it's always going to be harder to admit that you have certain struggles. And like, I've definitely struggled with mental health my whole life. And I think it's like one of the burdens as well of being an artist. Like, I don't want to like, I don't want to like write, you know, write it into my history or anything, but, you know, especially for that song, um, when I did decide to go on, on like anti-anxiety medication, antidepressants, um, they like absolutely helped me. And I was so glad that I made that decision. I'd been on them before, but in, in this particular instance, I was like, no, like I can get on top of this, but I really needed something to break the cycle in my brain and it worked and it was great. And then I realized about nine, six to nine months in, I was starting to feel kind of numb. Like I was handling the world so much better, but, um, and I wasn't feeling those low lows, um, or like the extreme anxiety of course anymore. But then I started to realize that I was feeling super apathetic to like people that I loved and, you know, any like positive things that were happening in my life. And I was like, what the hell? Like, what's going on here? This doesn't like this doesn't. And it took me a while, like took me a while to cotton onto it. And I was just so confused. And then I realized it was because of like the medication that I was on. And that was a symptom. And I never heard anyone talk about that before. Um, It makes total sense now because I mean, that's what they do. Right. Um, they level you out, but, um, I, until I experienced it, I don't think I had really a grasp because I'd never heard anyone else talk about it. So I was like, well, I'll just write a song about it. And then like, maybe other people can relate to it or, you know, feel less alone. So I hope, I hope it has. Have you, have you had people contact you? Yeah. Yeah. A couple, a couple. Um, yes. And I think it's like, it's nice because it kind of opens this dialogue that a lot of us, uh, you know, we don't really have the platforms to speak about, or maybe like we wouldn't have talked about it um, unless like, you know, we're discussing like the song or whatever. So I think that that's really nice. And it's something that's going to like, that song will be around on the internet hopefully forever. So it's something that I can kind of just like put out there and at least I have shared something through my art, which is always kind of the goal. Um, but yeah, I actually wrote a completely different set of lyrics for that song. And I'm so oh. glad it ended up being this instead of something completely random that I had written this song about initially. You know, I was always worried with, with uh, you know, the medication that I would lose creativity. You know, mm. that's that, that, that tap. And I've, I've tried so many different, different ones over the years, different results, but that was always my biggest fear was the one that was going to work was also the one that was going to turn the tap off, you know? And yeah, it's such a, it's, 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 it's tricky, man, you know, trying to balance all that out. So. Yeah. But on the flip side, it's like, sometimes we force ourselves to be miserable so that we can be more creative Yes, and it's what's more productive, you know? Um, like I can think of so many scenarios in my life where I've stayed in situations that were bad for me because I wanted the content and I was just like, oh, this is like great. Like this is great autobiography material, but like, um, 
you know, eventually that kind of wears you down and it's, it's kind of like, you'd rather be happy. And at the end of the day, like, I believe creativity is limitless. Um, It's just a matter of, um, like, I don't know, like there's always like things that we can do to spark creativity, but um, it's just not worth being miserable for. That's right. No, hundred percent. And, and that's something I had to figure out was, you know, I needed to <laughs> just not worry about that because it's true. Cause I hear a lot of interviews with, with a lot of guys that are, you know, they, they go, they get sober, you know what I mean? They mm. thought without booze and, and, and substances, they couldn't write. And then they turn around and go, Oh man, no, like it's all bullshit. Like I'm writing better now than what I was when I was, you know, off my chops. <laughs> so it's, yeah. you know, it's possible. So yeah, I guess it's that, that whole like um, glorified, like tormented artist, starving artist sort of mentality that we all probably glorified. Yeah. Um, but I mean, like if Molly Crew can do it and write like kickstart my heart after they all got sober, <laughs> then they're going to be fine. <laughs> that's it. Yes, that's right. That's exactly right. But, uh, you know, of course, uh, you got a release party coming up on September 10 in Melbourne at Stay Gold. And that's with uh, In Vanity. Is it In Vanity? Yep. And Ironstone and Rin Rin, if that's. Yep. She fascinates me. Oh my gosh. I just figured it out. I just, I'm like, who is this? Like, how'd you discover Rin Rin? Yeah, I discovered Rin Rin through our agent, Jaden. And he's, and he just like, he's like a human encyclopedia of like up and coming artists. And so he's like, oh yeah, like Rin Rin this, like, and I'm like, oh yeah, Rin Rin. I'm like badly Googling who the hell that is. Um, So yeah, she's only recently come into my sphere. um, And I'm so glad because I've only heard like a couple of songs so far, but um, I think it's going to be one where I'm going to like spend some time diving into what she's released because I, I think it's really different and it's really fresh and it reminds me a lot of, um, yeah, it reminds me a lot of like kind of what Pale Dusk is doing and baby metal and yep. but like in your own way sort of thing. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm just like, I'm actually just excited to see her live. <laughs> yeah, me too. Because would you ever like want to like do a, collaboration or something like that that'd be a mad like insane i know yes i thought that i was like oh, i want to saw the post up oh my gosh i actually yeah like i'm gonna be hanging out with with her at big sound because we've got um the destroyer line showcase on tuesday uh so i'll get to like meet her and, and everything but yeah i'm gonna lock that away in the back of my mind because <laughs> yeah. i'll be so sick <laughs> be amazing That'd be so cool. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, man. Hopefully one day you can do a big tour. Yeah. That'd be cool too. What, like us and Rin Rin? Um, yes, that would be, like, fucking Perfect. sick. So sick. So sick. It's hard because she's from Perth as well, so... Um, that's kind of why like it was so perfect that we could have her on the um, sugar launch party because she was already on the East coast. So it's like, okay, well you're already this side of Australia and you might as well make the most out of it by coming down to Melbourne and, and playing for people here. Cause I know so many people would vibe um, her stuff. So uh, that's what she's going to do before she goes home. That's awesome. That is so cool. And uh, like you recently played with Sunk Lodo. And yes. Like I, I, I used to go to school with a couple of those dudes up here. So it's like everyone went know, to school like with them. Like, like <laughs> how many school like, boys go to? Fuck. 
Like literally, I met so many like people at those shows and because we did three shows with them, right? And everyone was just like, oh, yeah, like I went to school with Luke. I went to school with him. Like actually was in a band with him in high school. And I'm like, what? Like, like how big was this school? Because like everyone I know and now you're saying it, I'm just like, wow, this is Yep. This is hilarious. <laughs> yep. Luke and Sean at Coomer Bar. I remember, man, I remember like Luke just jamming on some bungle and stuff at school. You know, acoustic and gravity. Yeah, nice. back in the day. Back in the day. He probably yeah. <laughs> but you that was so lovely. Um, like Luke came up to us after because we played Mo's Tavern and the stage yeah. is quite small there. Like you can't move. And um, of course, like being a support, um, the, all the supports were playing the drum kit that was set up like in front of their drum kit um, yeah. just to make it easier. Everything was all set up and stuff. And so anyway, I, and that's like, it's so normal, right? And we're just like, you know, we're just the support band. So we're just like happy to be there, of course. And then Luke comes up to us after and he's like, oh man, so sorry that you had to like play like in such a small stage with the drum kit in front. We're like, oh, like not at all. Like that's so fine. And then like after the Brisbane show, um, Luke was like, oh, like how did everyone, you know, how were the fans? Like, did people get into you? And we're like, yeah, yeah, they seem to get into it. He was like, good, good. And he was just so nice and supportive. It was amazing. <laughs> oh, Luke, he's a good dude. He's a real good dude. But mate, that's, you know, were you a fan? Um, so I think they were a little bit before my time, but my um, guitarist and my bass player definitely are fans. And so I think like it took Ben like a couple of days to recover from shock. Like once we got the news that we were supporting them, like we knew yeah, we were being yeah. pitched for it, but we didn't know if we were getting it or not. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's really nice when those sorts of things happened. And um, yeah, like they played so like they were so tight as a band I could not believe that they'd been on hiatus for 15 years. Like it was insane. And the crowd was going absolutely nuts for them too. So it was really, really cool to be there. Man, I'll tell you what, like, yeah, I, I just seen back in the day and I know like Dan, my mate, Dan, who remember like a photographer, he's like the maddest Sun Clodo fan. He went to all yeah. those and like. Oh, Dan. Oh, I loved his photos. Oh my gosh. Yeah. We, we've, um, we, we've posted a few of them on socials. Yeah. Dan Maynard. Oh, yeah, yeah. Dan, yeah, he, yeah, he's he's the maddest Sunk Lodo fan. Like squeal, like I I'm love calling it. him out now when he when he's like, oh my God. but yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm calling you out, Dan. But um, yeah, it was like seriously my favorite photos, and I think all of our favorite photos from that whole that whole run was the photos that Dan took for Everblack. So, oh, yeah. thank you. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna show him that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's pretty good at what he does. He is very, very good. Like, I just lo- like, can you tell that last Marta band to stop bloody tagging me? I'm getting too many notifications because we've honestly <laughs> shared so many photos. <laughs> nah, he loves it. He loves it. He loves it. He'll actually appreciate that you said that. But um, of course, I mean, you, you mentioned before, you're going to be up here uh, next week, this week, next week, next this week. Well, when this goes up. Next uh, week, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. Well, time travel. The time this um, recording. <laughs> big sound, which goes for you know, the week, which is huge. And you said you're doing a, what's a showcase on Tuesday night? Yeah. So we've got three showcases. So normally with Big Sound, um, if you get selected, you get two showcases, Uh, but we're doing, we're lucky enough to be able to do a third one, which is just a kind of like a, a side showcase that our agencies set up. 
Um, so we're playing twice on the Tuesday, once on the Wednesday, and I was so glad that we were playing Tuesday, Wednesday, because it means Thursday we can kind of let loose a little bit. Yeah, nice. um, yeah, so Big Sound's something that I've been wanting to play ever since I, like, found out what it, what it is. Like, when I started, like, working as a journalist and stuff, I went in 2017, and I remember, like, Polaris and Drown the City and Pagan and, and the beautiful Monument. So many amazing bands got their start kind of by playing, and I was just like, I want to play this one day. Um, so it feels like a long time coming. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, you can have a good week. I, I've never been, even if it's just Brisbane up the road. Ah, oh, no like, way! I, no, I've never, ever been to Big Sound, and I've, I've you know, I've got to get out more. <laughs> but, it's uh, free on Tuesday. But, Come to the Dell one because you don't need a um, Big Sound Pass. It's like free entry for anyone. Oh, wow. Well, that's cool. It's like Wednesday at four, uh, sorry, Tuesday at four o'clock. Uh, we're playing. It's at um, the Black Bear Lodge. So hey. I don't know if you're, if you're free or not, but. <laughs> well, I can escape my work. I'll, I'll be there. Yeah, yeah. Sure. <laughs> so just take a quick like. Three and a half hour lunch break. <laughs> break drive, to, to drive to Brizzy, see a half hour set, and drive yeah. back. <laughs> I'll just say to my boss, I'll say, Richard, you go, what? I'll go take in the mail. Being gone like two days. And I'll be like, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that Australia Post, man. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> Every it's time. Good, yeah, it got loose. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're, yeah good times. Yeah. Did, were you yeah. a big house or photos? Yeah, yeah. Sorry, man. Bit of... Yeah. That's where the closest <laughs> Australia Post was, though. So yeah. it all works out. All that way. Right past yeah, yeah. 20 of them. <laughs> But um, <laughs> you've also hand, hand delivering it to clients. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I've taken the joke too far. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, 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 no. This is me all the time. <laughs> now I'm going to wake up at four o'clock and be like, oh, I had something else to add. Yeah, you'll um, be like, video games. But um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but uh, you, you've had a really good year so far. And it's more on the way. Like, uh, what else did you play with? I had it here somewhere. You played with Black- oh, Blackout Brides. Oh, Brides, massive. That was sold out. Yeah, wasn't it? yeah I think I think so. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure it sold out in the end. We did um, Sydney at the Roundhouse, which was like crazy. I'm originally from Sydney, so I've seen many many bands at the Roundhouse. Um, and then we literally had to like leave at 5am the next morning and get back to Melbourne for an afternoon show. We're playing at um, three o'clock in the afternoon. And then we did a night, that was an all ages show. And then we yeah. played them again for the 18 plus in Melbourne at um, the Croxton. Uh, so that was crazy. I mean, so, you know, that was kind of like my song, my song lotto. <laughs> it was oh, like yeah, supporting yeah. Black Bar Brides. Yeah. I've been a big fan of them for ages. Um, and just to see like how tight they were live and how professional everything was and uh, to have that experience was like really cool. It was also the first time we had like a proper dressing room. <laughs> so like, you know, no, no like weird vocal box helmet needed on that occasion. Um, <laughs> and it was so funny because like when we rocked up, like it was like pouring with rain and we got this phone call like on the way there and from, from like one of the organizers and they were like, where are you? And we're like, Oh, like, we're like half an hour away. And he's like, well, you know, you're meant to be here. And we're like, no, actually like we're here like on time according to the worksheet. And then we arrived and we kind of just like got yelled at <laughs> straight away. Um, and then we uh, went, but then we got like shown to this like green room um, and like, with these like two like massive like platters of like all these like fruits and vegetables and then 
like Twix bars because we have Twix bars on our radar, but we like wow. we never really expect to get them. But there was this like piled high like, <laughs> Twix bar thing. Um, so it was this weird like juxtaposition of like, oh, I don't know, like if we're like worthy of being here because like uh, we we did we obviously like I don't know we got in trouble even though we didn't actually do anything wrong and the guy was just like my bad. Um, but then we got shown to this like massive green room and it was this weird, like imposter syndrome moment of like, we don't know what we're doing. <laughs> um, <laughs> thankfully, like, I mean, on once, but it was like, but it was good though. Like once we got on stage, like we felt so comfortable on, you know, it was probably like the biggest stage that we've played and like the audience were just so amazing and like, so, um, like that was so vocal and like really getting into it and stuff, uh, which was nice. So, but it's, Yeah. I, I just love that story so much because I think like it was definitely like a milestone show for us and yeah. it was so nerve-wracking just like, um, yeah, just just being kind of like the opening act. But I was, more, I was more nervous, yeah, I was more nervous like sitting in the green room than playing on stage, which is kind of funny. It's a trap. The, tr- the Twix are a trap. Yeah, the Twix yeah. trap. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they call it. Yeah. <laughs> But man, oh, Zoom's doing that thing. It does this thing now where it times you. It's like you yeah, time up. But I got so oh, much yeah, yeah. like I hate it when it does that. But um, you know, of course, uh, you've got uh, the Bones tour coming up as well, um, which which I think is really important as well. The- well, we've actually just finished that. Um, oh, is that, that finished? Was- yeah, yeah, we just finished it like literally last week. Oh, I thought it was coming up. Yeah, no, 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 that's okay. But um, yeah, that was really good. Like the Bones show, um, like it was for the um, Bones Alternative Queer Party tour. It's the first time they've actually done a tour up the East yeah. Coast. Um, and yeah, like it was really nice to play that because um, obviously having like an inclusive space uh, for like the queer community that also into like heavy music um, is so, so important. And even just like as as a woman, like being in that space, like it was so nice just to know that like everything felt like safe and comfortable and like I felt respected and stuff, um, which is like, you know, not really a problem that I felt like not having like I usually am like things are a lot better nowadays than when I first started like getting into music, but still it's nice to just be surrounded by that, that community and everything. Um, and also like what was cool was they had like drag queens and burlesque and it wasn't just bands. So it was like this whole event and yeah, it was just like so much fun to play. So I hope they, I hope they keep going with that. It was really yeah, fun. I, I think that's super important and that's really, really yeah. cool. And uh, you know, maybe if I wasn't months behind, I would actually know that it <laughs> happened. So <laughs> That's me. I'm gonna. We've got a lot of shows to be fair. So yeah, I know, but it's true. As I said, you you you're cramming a lot into this year. You've even got our uh, froth and fury coming up too, Jason North. I've never hey. been to Adelaide. I'm so excited. Really? Never, never played a show there. Never been there to visit. So I think this is like the perfect excuse. I actually was meant to go there. We we're meant to play a show there back in April, but that didn't happen. I've actually got a flight uh, credit. So the boys are going to have to like slump it and drive and I'm going to fly there like, you know, like a boss. Ah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll have to drive back with them though. So I can't be too cocky about it. Ah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, at least, but you're going down in style, you know. Yeah. Back yeah. And wonder what the boys are doing now, you know. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully they're not broken down and I have to do an acapella set. <laughs> no, I think this is, knock on that. But um, yeah, yeah. yeah, I don't know. 
Yeah, good old flight credit. I've still got flight credit from download a couple of years ago. I'm going to use that for, I'm going to, we're going to fly down and play Frankie's at some stage, I think. Oh, nice. So I don't think it's been yeah. so I don't know if I'm allowed to say, but that's okay. You've got the anyway. inside scoop, the exclusive. Yeah, there you go. Nice. I don't know. I don't know. I think it's still in the talk, so maybe I'll edit that out. But uh, that, that'll be a good one. That's with like Ale Storm and uh, man, all the brutals. Yeah, Void of Vision and um, Voyager. There's a lot of amazing bands on that bill. It's like really eclectic too, which I love. There's a lot of different like subgenres of metal, which I think is really nice. Um, So yeah, I'm very, very excited about it. Oh man, jealous. I wish we need one of those up here. We need something. That'll be good. Yeah, we need a big brutal festival up here. Yeah. Well, Scorched Fest is, is one that we are doing up there. So we've got Scorched um, Brisbane on the 28th of October and then um, Scorched at Vinny's Dive Bar, Gold Coast on the 29th of October. So, um, and there's a slightly different lineup. Bellhaven are playing both. We're playing both. Um, but then on the Gold Coast, it's like In Eyes um, and yeah, a couple of other bands. So it should be fun. Yeah, absolutely. You know, just your calendar must be just chockers. <laughs> like, so much cool stuff going yeah on. yeah it's like my suitcase is just perpetually packed at the moment <laughs> <laughs> i'm trying to figure out how to get my mic stand to brisbane next week um because i never usually bring my mic stand on tour but it's become i never get like a straight up and down mic stand um at any of the shows like they're always like the the pronged ones um yeah and like I just and I've I've started like I don't know I feel like my mic stands like an extension of me now so I need to like figure out how to pack that in my suitcase somehow interesting yeah I've I got one to go yeah no that's a good question has it got lights and stuff or is it just a straight up yeah that's why I want to bring it because I've like hooked it up with lights and everything but I'm gonna have to take them all off and redo it because yeah on tour when I've tried to bring my mic stand in the car the lights have just ripped off so um yeah man Hmm. tour life (laughs) destroying a postage tube will it fit in a big postage tube oh yeah and then I could put the base in my suitcase yeah that's actually such a good idea carry on yeah. Yeah. And then you can whack people over over the head with it if they try and like steal you steal the window seat in the in the point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, we keep getting um we keep getting duct tape um confiscated from us because we keep forgetting that you're not supposed to put it in carry-on. What? Oh man. Duct tape. We lost like so much duct tape to Virgin Air- Airlines or Melbourne Airport actually. Wow, they've just got like one one of those big trolleys, those big trays, and it's just got the last martyr duct tape, ha ha, and it's just all your duct tape. They're just going to keep stealing it for no reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we got it confiscated, and then I, I, um, you know, I gave my my duct tape because I always like steal the boys, and I was like, I'm gonna I'm gonna be a good vocalist and buy my own duct tape. Um, I know, like, <laughs> I'm amazing. <laughs> Gave it to Ricky, hadn't even used it, hadn't even opened it. Ricky puts it down somewhere and I'm like, hey, where's that duct tape? He's like, I don't know. Oh. <laughs> so, anyway, he bought us all duct tape and um, on the way back from Queensland, we just see Ben get like 
holed up by security, which he usually does for some reason. Um, and uh, he just like sadly like hands over this bright yellow duct tape that Ricky had just bought in that we only used oh. for like one show. <laughs> and he's like, there goes oh, no. another one. No. Yeah. It's oh. these unforeseen costs in touring like people don't understand. Oh, there's heaps. Too many, too many costs. <laughs> but mate, uh, Zoom's about to give us the boot, unfortunately. I hate how they do that now. But it's been an absolute pleasure again hanging out with you. We're going to have all the links down in the show notes down here. Um, you go uh, kick some ass at Big Sound and, um, and we will see you very soon. We'll have all the dates and stuff. So I'm going to catch you on the Gold Coast next time. I promise. Hell yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for, for the chat again. It was great. I hope um, people enjoy us talking shit for 45 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> what we do it's what we do